Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. This is Reba. Welcome to Rooted Deep. Allison and I are here today, and man, it is—it's uh, been a busy season, don't you think, Allie? I mean, I know I've talked to you lately, and every time I talk to you, you're on the sprint somewhere. It really has, and we're excited because um, as we are podcasting, we have a group from Celebrate Recovery, and we've interviewed Danny Spano a couple of times uh, on this podcast, and he's yeah. down here with a group, and they are starting um, Celebrate Recovery meetings with the women at the workshop, but then also cool. connecting with some of the men in our church for um, for step studies and everything. And so it's been a very busy week, but it's been all, it's been a good, good, good busy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's super. Yeah. And, and I've been on the road speaking, uh, doing women's conferences mm-hmm. and uh, introducing new products that we're trying to say, Hey, is yeah. this going to work for the women in Guatemala? Yeah. Uh, and you know how awful I am at setting up a table and I've had to set up a couple by myself and it's just like, you know, okay, guys, this is not going to be, um, this is not going to be beautiful, but Hey, look at how cool the products are. <laughs> well, and I think, and I saw some of those products, uh, on the table, and I think they speak for themselves. Uh, Thank you. you. I hope so. Right. And so I, I hope they speak. Right. You don't want a pretty display if the stuff is not nice to look at. That's what makes a good table. So yeah, right. I thought I really liked you know some of these new products coming out of Guatemala. Oh, cool. So we're excited. Yeah. But uh, today we kind of want to dive in and talk a little bit. We've been on this journey talking about Naomi. Um, it's this woman in the Bible who who is in a book that has um, a, a woman's name. It's the book of Ruth. So, you know, we understand that even though the book is not named after her, it's actually named after her daughter-in-law. Yeah. Um, and, but really this is so much, I mean, it's, yeah, it's Ruth's story, but I don't know how you can separate these two women in this story yeah. as you yeah. see things unfolding for one and affecting the other. Yeah, and a lot of that is due to what we be, we started with a couple of weeks ago, just Ruth's faithfulness to Naomi and saying, yeah. I'm not going to leave you. I'm I'm with you. Your people are going to yeah. become my people. And they have, they're from now, from, from this point on, they're very intertwined and their stories intertwine. But it's almost like we're seeing a coming of age. We're seeing Ruth wake up to who she is now that she's adopted this new people, this new God that she's yeah. there as a Moabite, she doesn't know. But then also we're seeing Naomi kind of reconnect with who she is and, and kind of reconnect. She's been out of the country for so long. And yeah. um, if anybody knows a little bit about that, it would be me, you know, as far as just culture Absolutely. going back and forth and where do I fit in? And Naomi is kind of, it's almost like a coming of age, a second chance for Naomi. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and we see her roll back into town, a woman who is very discouraged uh, as she comes back into her hometown, if you would, a place where she knows people but hasn't been for a long time. But the discouragement is super high. She's her, she's buried a husband and two sons. Mm. She's left a daughter-in-law in Moab, one daughter-in-law, and she's brought the other daughter-in-law with her. And, you know, and when people say, when they see her coming into town and they're like, hey, I think that looks like. Naomi, you know, and she immediately says, you know, don't even call me that because I'm not the same woman who left here. Uh, And I'm now this woman who has gone through and she uses this word Mara uh, uh, to it's a word for bitter. 
Um, so whether she was bitter herself or whether she felt like her circumstances had all been bitter since she yeah. left, yeah. Um, we're really not sure. But what we do know is that she comes back in overwhelmed and not probably not sure what tomorrow looks like as she has no caregiver, no provider. Um, she has no one to really um, care for the two of them. So, so we talked about she sends Ruth out first, you know, first instructions as the younger of the two to find a field that she can um, glean in. And, and, and what that would mean would she would go over into a corner of the field where the harvesters had left mm -hmm. the drops, you know, or what they had dropped, and she'd be able to pick those up. And that was the system that the Israelites had set up to care for the poor. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we see, we see Ruth now suddenly heading to this field and trying to find the right field and trying to find a place they would let her glean and so that they, were, they weren't going to starve. Uh, and of course, by the end of chapter two, we see God everywhere as we see yeah. she just happens to land into a field of a relative right. of Naomi. Yeah. Boaz gives her great protection. So this is just an amazing story as we watch the grace of God intervene in the lives of these two women. And I love I love watching. And if you read closely, we're almost watching Naomi come back to life. We're mm -hmm. watching her recognize what we can see because we basically have the, the revelation of the word of God. But Naomi's yeah. living it and she's actually seeing, okay, I was, now I'm seeing God provide. Now I'm seeing yeah. God, um, God's favor using his people, using a system that he had set up. He had set up the gleaning system for the Israelites. He had set up the way that yeah. they, that the way that they harvest, he takes care of, and she's starting to see it again. Um, and so I think that's what, that's what I like when I, when I read the story, I like seeing her see it. And, yeah. um, there's been a couple of things, right. Just in the last few weeks in my life that I'm like, Oh, praise the Lord. I can see, you know, cause sometimes you feel like you're going through life and you're not seeing and open yeah. your eyes to the, the, these small favors and this, these, these huge gifts that God has for you. And, um, so it's just one of those things that that I'm thankful that we can see Naomi see it. Oh no, absolutely. I you know, and I think, you know, when you're discouraged and when the bottom has fallen out, whatever that circumstance might look like in your life, you know, because I think it could all be very different. But when when you're really discouraged, it's so hard sometimes to see the hand of God working. Mm. It's so hard, um, so hard to believe that you're ever gonna come out of this. Um, and yet we're watching, like you said, we watch this transition happen as not, not God doesn't, doesn't just, um, uh, provide, but he provides abundantly and above, right. uh, as Boaz puts her out of the corner of the field and brings her up to work with his women and mm -hmm. tells guys drop some on purpose and, you know, I mean, you read this story and you're just watching God use Boaz to provide abundantly and above for Ruth and Naomi, not with just food, but with protection. Mm -hmm. And so when Ruth rolls home with way too much grain yeah. uh, for the average, you know, uh, gleaner in the field in the corners, she knows. Yeah. And I love this. She knows. Wait a minute. God has blessed us. So yeah. This is the hand of God at work. So when we come into chapter three, which is where we're going to kind of step in today, we see 
a change has happened right in the heart and the life and even in the I think the confidence level yeah. of Naomi yeah and it's almost like she wakes up because I think when yeah. you've been beat down for so long you're numb and it's almost like you're asleep or just going through the motions and yeah. all of a sudden like you said with her confidence you're seeing her wake up to um and then and then all of a sudden she gets moving she gets like oh yeah quick a plant you know <laughs> yeah um because last chapter seriously it's like oh just go get some of the plant you know and then this chapter all of a sudden um the lord seeing the lord provide she's able to say okay now we got a plan oh yeah and and this one i mean what's what is crazy about this and of course we don't have necessarily laid out timetables in scripture yeah. we don't necessarily know from the book of ruth how many days expired how many days did did Ruth go glean in this field before? But it doesn't appear by the wording that's used that it was a very long time that this right, is transitioning yeah. here. Mm -hmm. And it's like all of a sudden, Naomi, you're right, comes to life and yeah. realizes, wait a minute, God hasn't forgotten us. And, and there is a hope. And I think that is such, um, it may be a word sometimes, Allie, that I think is overused. And because it's overused, we we don't appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. But to lose hope is to despair. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think Naomi had lost hope. Yeah. And I think there's this moment here where you see suddenly there's a glimmer of hope in her eye. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, and you know, yeah. you and I both have seen this in the lives of people who have lost all hope that right. their lives could be anything. And all of a sudden there's, there's something that happens. They cross this line and all of a sudden the glimmer of hope is there. And then all of a sudden hope really does spring forth in their yeah. hearts and lives. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just, it's exciting when we see it, it's exciting. Um, you know, when it happens in me, you know, sure. and, and, oh man, I've been, I've been too busy to see what the Lord has been doing, or I've mm -hmm. been too uh, discouraged to, to recognize when he's yeah. moving. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's almost like you have a renewed a renewed um, spirit and a renewed energy is yeah. is the thing. So that's exciting. No, exactly. So we, we dive into chapter three and immediately we see the, the, <laughs> the matchmaker, the, the uh, plot of plan, uh, which is kind of incredible here. So Naomi uh, suddenly looks at Ruth and begins to explain what a kinsman redeemer is. And um, you know, for the sake of the story, I think this is one of the most humorous chapters, yeah. um, but the, the depths of the truths of who Boaz is representing as Jesus, yeah. our kinsman redeemer, is a powerful, powerful thing. Here. Right. Yeah. And with Naomi, remember, she's been she's been out of the country for so long, living yeah. among an, a different people. She comes back in and now she has to explain to Ruth, OK, mm -hmm. here's who we are. You became, you said, my people are your people. My God is your God. So here's what God does. And here's how our people care for each other. And so she has to go through it and kind of explain who yeah. Boaz is, but explain also the plan that was set in place, you know, yeah. in, in, the, in Israelite law and say, okay, this is who we are now. This is who you are. And I'm re, I'm re uh, kind of reconnecting to who I am. And now I got to teach it to you. And then I'm going to, we're going to set a plan in motion. And then, um, and then she just, yeah, like you said, just a kind of a matchmaking situation, which uh, it from from an uh, from an American twenty first century yeah. look, it's it's interesting. It is. It's a humorous chapter from our perspective, <laughs> right? And yet, culturally, as we look at it, like you said, it was the the cultural way mm -hmm. in which a widow 
would be able to be protected and to be able to be cared for is through her family line as, as someone had the obligation to step up and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to redeem. I'm going to buy back what was broken buy back. And literally idea of buying back, whether that be land or home or whatever, I'm going to have that responsibility to care for you. Right. Um, and obviously Naomi is up in years at this point. We've yeah. already, she expressed that in chapter one, that she's too old to go right. get married and have children. She's mm-hmm. already established that to her daughter-in-laws. Yeah. So Naomi's not the one who's going to come back to Bethlehem and find a new husband. Yeah. But now Ruth, that's, yeah. a, different that's a different story. story. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, I was just thinking about this. The, the, the other time we saw a woman in this situation and attempt this situation but failed was the the story of judah and tamar and i think it's really interesting because it is the tribe of judah and it judah should have been the kinsman redeemer he was supposed to his family his sons were supposed to take care of 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 the wife and and they didn't and then and and it's an interesting story because if anybody studies that story you're like that's just a hideous story i hate that story but at the same time, he was wrong because he was supposed mm-hmm. to. And so we see, we see this, okay, here's what it's supposed to look like. It didn't, it wasn't done correctly yeah. with Tamar and, um, and that just caused all sorts of problems, but d- done right. This is what, this is the beautiful picture. And I think it's oh, interesting yeah. that they're both from that tribe, the tribe of Judah, which yeah. um, is, is interesting because that's, you know, that's the line of the line of Christ that we see. Yeah, so. absolutely. Which we're going to kind of see as this story mm-hmm. unfolds. And, and yeah. I think some great truths there as we're looking at, but we've got, so we've got Boaz. Now he's yeah. not a guy we've talked a lot about so far mm-hmm. in the podcast because our focus is really on Naomi. Um, but we, we can't kind of leave this guy out yeah. as we understand that he's probably a little older. Uh, he's probably not a young chap, but yeah. he's probably a little bit older. For whatever reason, we don't know his backstory, but he's not married as far as we can tell. He, he has no wife. And but he is um, he is in that line. He is a yeah. relative of Naomi. But what we learn as you know, uh, as the story goes on, and, and this is such a an interesting story. I just really think this would be a great interview with Ruth. What were you thinking the night that you went to the threshing floor? Right. Um, but, you know, here's Ruth, this girl who's a Moabitess, who's not really familiar with all the cultures. And suddenly now her her mother-in-law says, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to Boaz is going to threat. They're going to bring in the grain tonight and they're going to put them in the, in the, in the threshing floors and they'll sleep there to protect their harvest. And so when Bo, they'll have a celebration. And when it's over the, all the men will lay down and sleep right there to protect what the grain has been brought in until they can get it threshed and out. And so I want you to go and don't reveal yourself to Boaz until he lays down. And then when he lays down, go lay down at his feet, uncover mm-hmm. his feet, yeah. and you, he'll tell you what to do from there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those instructions are just uh, from a Moabite perspective and then from an American perspective. I'm like, there's yeah. no way I'm going into a barn right? and just laying down at, the, at a man's feet, you know. Right. And uncover his feet, by the way. Uncover his feet. His uncovered feet. They're basically my right. pillow. Why would I do that? Yeah, you know, and of course, as the story rolls on, Boaz wakes up around midnight and it scares the man uh, suddenly yeah. because he wakes up to see this woman laying at his feet. The Bible says that he's startled 
Um, and he he doesn't know who this is. So, I mean, even now the story is like, oh my word. He is like, who are you? You know, yeah. and she says, so then there's this, this really uh, important statement. She said, I'm Ruth. So she identifies mm-hmm. herself. Yeah. But then she makes a statement, spread your wings, or it, it's the idea mm-hmm. of put your covering over me. So it's because you're a redeemer. Right. So basically, Ruth just asked Boaz to marry her. To marry her. Yeah. Yeah. In 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 Israelite language, right? She's like, uh, yeah, I want to live in your. It's she's basically saying, your people are my people, your God are my God. You know, and yeah, and she's yeah, that is that is a, that is a marriage proposal, and it is asking for for protection. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's and Boaz, of course. Yeah. And this is where I think it's so important. It's not just Ruth. Mm-hmm. This is not one woman he has to care for. This is yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Ruth is not his obligation. She right. is a Moabite woman who is a heathen who um, is not, he's not obligated to care for her at all. Uh, his right. obligation is more to Naomi. And so, but his response is so great because mm-hmm. he's like, first of all, it appears he knows his Redeemer line because yeah. he says, hey, there's one guy closer than me. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk to this guy who's closer than me, but he also, I think, which is so great. He says that she has, she's shown kindness to him. And this is where a lot of Bible scholars feel like maybe he was a little bit older, but that she didn't run after a younger, because he makes the statement, you've not gone after young men, whether rich or poor. So apparently he must have been maybe a little older. Um, and um, right. that's just, you know, what we're guessing here a little bit. But mm-hmm. he, he says, look, you've yeah. shown such kindness to me. And so, look, I'm going to show mm-hmm. kindness to you. Stay here. I'll protect you for the night. Um, and I will go find out from that other kinsman uh, who's closer to yeah. us. If he wants yeah. to marry you or if and if he doesn't, then I will. Right. And and I think it's so so interesting through this chapter that the plans are set in motion pretty quickly. They it's are. not, you know, and sometimes we carry, we're like, and I remember something happened last week and I was like, I have prayed for this, but now is it really going to happen? Is it really right. going to happen? And should I wait? And can I wait? And my dad was actually sitting there. He's like, didn't you just pray for this? You just need to move. You know, it's like, right. get going kind of a situation. Yeah. And uh, so again, the plans are put in motion and, and these, these, Naomi and Boaz both show a knowledge of who they are and what the expectation is Mm -hmm. of them. And it's a deep knowledge. It's not just in any, you know, I think maybe it's, they, they, it's a true conviction of who they are and what's required of them. And then a commitment to follow through. Oh no, absolutely. And, and I I think there's a seriousness about this. You know, the story is Mm -hmm. kind of humorous as we look at it, but we see this confidence that Naomi has to send her daughter-in-law to the threshing floor. Mm-hmm. She's not only has confidence in Boaz, she's got confidence in God. She's got confidence in Ruth. And that confidence is not, is not, is not squandered. I mean, these, these are two people who have shown by their testimony and by their life that they are, they're dedicated, not just to what God has for them, but they're dedicated to Naomi, which is a really big deal. Uh, as Boaz has been supplying grain, as he has been taking care of mm-hmm. Naomi through his attention to Ruth. And so, you know, it's one of those things where I think when we think about application of this story and we bring it to us today, listening to this podcast and thinking, okay, 
what in the world threshing floors and and you know these kind of things what has this got to do with me but i think all of us have found ourselves at times feeling like there's no hope for a situation right. or a yeah. circumstance and then all of a sudden we begin to look around maybe a little bit like you said maybe we've prayed and all of a sudden things little things begin to happen and those little things ought to instill hope in us and they ought to they ought to Naomi should be able to teach us a lesson here they ought to be able to say okay get moving God's working. He's doing something. You know, you can count on God to be faithful. He's been faithful, you know, and sometimes we've just missed his faithfulness through the pain. Yeah. Through the pain and through the, through the busyness and through the trying to do it ourselves and trying to, you know, um, trying to solve our own problems, but then also again, just not real, not remembering who we are in God's plan and not remembering that he does love us and he does care for us. He does have a plan. And so it is interesting. It's such an interesting, but uncomfortable story. Uh, just, it's kind of awkward. Uh, you know, I, yeah, think now, sure it is. I mean, did they actually sleep? I mean, as far as just, I mean, I would have been like right. so nervous. I would have been right. Like, Are they laying there with one eye open, like, like yeah, trying to breathe quietly and not snore right. or something? You yeah. know, and, <laughs> and it's just all of those things. I, I always think about it. Of course, we're, we're going to have the chance to ask them, hopefully, you know, as far as. Yeah, absolutely. The eternity, so. But, um, but then, you know, and his, he, so I don't think he did sleep because he's making this plan, you know, and he, they would wait till morning and, and whatever. But, um, but even just the fact that when she comes, when he understands who she is, they make a plan, they, 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 they put it in motion, but then they have to wait till morning. And then he's like, okay, let's, let's be real quiet here as far as just, you know, but at the same time, let's make sure you still have food. And I think that's such an interesting detail because it's like, okay, marriage, kids and redeemer, but yeah, we still need to eat some bread here. And I want you to go home and take this to your mother-in-law. Again, it's a sign of he knows who he's really um, beholden to. He knows who he's taking care of, and he's not going to leave Naomi alone. And I think in the middle of this, Naomi's still his priority as far as um, as far as taking care of, uh, of of her as well. Yeah, I think so, and, and I think he understands his, you know, his role. Mm-hmm. Um, as and also, I think this 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 food that went back six measures of barley yeah. is also kind of a a message to Naomi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naomi wasn't on that threshing floor. She didn't yeah. hear the conversation. And it's almost like a message to Naomi that says, look, I- I'm going to take care you. of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, we're going to get this worked out. And, you know, which I think is just such a great, and in fact, the very last verse of this chapter, yeah. we see this different woman who is more confident, mm-hmm. who really now speaks into something that most of us don't well, do well, and that's wait. So instead yeah. of a frantic, upset woman pacing the floors, she is seems very confident in her thing. Now, just just wait, Ruth. Yeah. And you're going to learn what how this is going to turn out because I love the statement. She said, yeah. this guy's not going to rest until he settles this matter today. And right. so she, you know, she's got a, not only just a confidence in what God is doing, but she knows it's going to be settled today. We're going to figure this thing mm-hmm. out. And that's, you know, I think that's important for Ruth, important for Naomi and important yeah. reminder for us that God in his perfect timing mm-hmm. has perfect ways. Right. And it's, it's his timing and we do just have to sit still for a minute. And that's some of the hardest thing, uh, things to do is just to sit still and wait. And now, oh, cause you know, and, we hate it. Yeah. 
No, and I've been you know waiting, you know, there, we've been, I, I wrote you the other day. I'm like, we've been waiting yeah. for this for three years, you know, as far yes. as, the, you know, the piece of property or property, whatever that, the, right. that the Lord has. And it literally has been three years, you know, waiting for this, for this situation and the pandemic and, and all of that. And all of us have been in this holding pattern, you know, of waiting right. and waiting and waiting at some point for some reason, we know what it is, but then the confidence of saying we're waiting and we can wait quietly and we can sit still because we know who's truly working. And absolutely. that's where, that's where Naomi is. And that's where we kind of need to be. No, absolutely. And, and, and so maybe you're listening right now and, and you're identifying maybe with some of the, the stressors that Ruth and Naomi were feeling and uh, maybe the hopelessness uh, that, that Naomi was struggling through, but maybe as we've talked today, you've thought in your own life, you know what? I see glimmers of hope. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah. I would encourage you as you pray, look around you, yeah. you know, uh, don't just pray and bury your head in the sand, pray and begin to see little ways in which God is working. And, you know, and ask as we God be- to show you that's yeah. where I was a few months ago, I was like, Lord, I'm going to need a tiny little, uh, right. just, you know, open my right. eyes. It's not like he had to create something. He just needed right. my eyes to be opened to what right. he was already doing. But I was like, I was really praying for that. Because I had gotten to that point where I was just like, I can't sit still. I got to do something because God's not doing it, you know. And, right, right. And, you know, and, and this this last verse of, of Naomi just saying, sit still because he's working and he's not going to rest until it's done. And he's yeah. talking about Boaz, but he's all, she's also talking about God. Yeah, you know, and, and, and God is working on our behalves. Yeah. Whether we see it or whether we don't see it, he is working on our behalves. And, you know, going back to that passage in Matthew where Jesus was teaching and he said, is a good father going to give a snake to his child if he asks for fish? Or yeah. is he going to give him a rock when he asks for bread? Right. Well, the obvious answer was no. A good father, a good earthly father would never do that. And Jesus says, well, if an earthly father who loves his child would not do that. Do you think mm-hmm. your heavenly father yeah. is going to do that to you? And it, but we do sometimes we almost right. think, well, well, you know, God's just probably wanting something bad for us. Well, no, yeah. he doesn't. Mm-mm. And it just doesn't always work out in the way and in the timing in which we right. can see it unfold. Uh, so I'm excited because the rest of the story is just going to really get amazingly mm-hmm. good. I mean, it's good now, but it's getting ready to get so much right. better. Uh, as hope breaks through. So, you know, as you're listening today, um, look around for some hope in your life, mm-hmm. because I bet it's I bet it's there. Maybe you just haven't seen it. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, and take some time to read through the first three chapters of Naomi. Uh, well, the book of Ruth, the story of Naomi. Yeah, the story, and, yeah absolutely. Uh, the story of Naomi in the book of Ruth. And uh, and just, you know, ask God, like like Ruth said, to show you um, where there's hope and, and, and to help you see it and, and not only see it, but be grateful for it and then wait because something's coming. Yeah, it is coming. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for so much for joining us on podcast today. Uh, we hope that this is encouraging words for you. And as always, we hope these are words of truth that really roots you deeply in your walk and in your faith today until next time. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.